What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Sheldon Don, and this is another episode of Polinial Z-Ticks. Now, guys, I got some saints that are in the house, my right and my left, my co-partners at Saints Hilarious Strategies. Guys, they are so awesome. What's up, saints? Hey. So, I had to bring you guys on to see, you know, what you guys been up to. I mean, we got so much going on. We got elections going on. We got... Fuckery going on. We got both of those things are constants in Virginia. It's a trash fire all the time. <laughs> and we got mediocrity going on too. So let's so much of it. Uh, so let's gonna have a let's have a conversation now, guys. You know, it's just so much going on. And uh, first of all, rest in peace to uh, Congressman Elijah Cummings. He passed away today. Uh, he's one of the saints. That we call, I mean, a true fighter for justice. Uh, he's one of the congressmen that stood up uh, against Donald Trump consistently. And I just want to send his family out some thoughts and prayers and and just recognize him for the saint and the justice warrior that he was. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you guys really, think? Yep. He's left quite a legacy behind. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, good guy, good guy. So as we, you know, in remembrance of him, you know, we're definitely going to use this platform to speak out against the injustices. And, hey. and in that space, mediocrity is an injustice. But I saw something interesting, guys. I want your thought on it. Somebody told me that um, the way men see feminism is the way that white people see racism. What do you guys think about that? Oh, I believe that that's definitely true. I think Angela Davis said said something like um, white women and black men can be like the weakest links and the chains of liberation. And I think that in a lot of ways, that's true for cisgender men, uh, regardless of race, um, even LBGTQ uh, men identifying folks um, are are constantly benefiting from the state of capitalistic patriarchy that we have set up and they're unwilling to give up that power yeah it's true I mean as a, as a male I see a lot of my guy friends that don't invest in social um, I'm sorry in emotional intelligence kind of finding that fail in that specific space of setting these expectations that they don't even meet. I don't know. I just kind of wanted to bring that out of and even recognize some things in myself and my culture that I had to look on like, well, is that, you know, that toxic? Because, you know, it's so easy as a black person to say, okay, this person's being racist or this person's being racist or this person's being homophobic or this. But have I stopped to evaluate myself as a black man to say, okay, is that going against women? You know, <laughs> and vice versa. So, Lana, tell me, tell me, what do you think? Yeah, I think that's true, and I think you have to look at both uh, white supremacy and patriarchy as structural issues. And if you think about like a frame that can be expanded and collapsed because both of those structures have done those things throughout history, so they include different people, like patriarchy at some points gives power only to cis het men and at other points um you know maybe um trans men are also included um maybe gay men are included in some points um and even like 
even you could say like uh, heteronormative folks would be included within a patriarchal power structure. Uh, but it just expands and collapses based on the moment in history that you're talking about. And the same thing with white supremacy. At some points, um, you know, certain people from various parts of Europe were not included. And at other points, they have been included in white power and assimilation. And so you have to look at how those things intersect with each other um, and the ways that we can all support one another and just pay attention to the voices that are most marginalized at the most intersections of those systems. Okay, okay. good thoughts. All right, so one last question I want to ask you guys. I mean, it's election time in Virginia, so, you know, they have some good races going on, and um, they have some bad races going on, and some people that just need to retire. So, it's this senator. I think they call her Amanda Chase. Um, <laughs> uh, she's going against Amanda Pohl in the Chesterfield area, and uh, she's actually a character. I mean, every time I, you know, hear about her, I kind of follow her on social media, You know, I can't help to, I actually lost some inches in my stomach because I got a six pack from laughing at it too hard. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I mean, I told her she should be a stand-up because she's definitely a joke. She's the gasoline on the Virginia trash fire. <laughs> I mean, so, I mean, of course we're rooting for Amanda Poll, but I mean, let's just highlight some of the disgust that, I mean, I didn't think an elected official should even demonstrate. So, I mean, why do I guess why do why do why did why do people accept so much mediocrity in that space as a legislator? I mean, she's said some things that went against the immigrant community. She said some things that went against the LGBT community. She made a comment today on social media that all immigrants are criminals, but she's a moral criminal. So mm-hmm. why isn't she arrested? <laughs> I mean. It's, 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 I mean, have you ever looked at a person and just wasn't to be like, okay, how does disgusting taste? Yep. Yep. <laughs> I mean, come uh, on. Amanda Chase even, um, well, Lana, do you remember the, the comment that she made about if her sons were rapists? Yes. Yes. That's a classic moment. This was from that's the 2018 General Assembly session committee hearing on, okay, so... Background. First bill that was heard in this committee was um, a bill introduced that would teach consent in Virginia public schools. Chase votes against this bill. Against this bill to teach consent in Virginia public schools. The next bill is about funding, um, funding abortions for women who have been um, raped or assaulted. And again, Amanda Chase, after having just voted against the consent bill, she decides that she would like to make one of the most asinine comments I've ever heard in my life. And this has nothing to do with the content of the bill that's being currently discussed. She says, well, you know, if my sons were rapists, I would want them to have the opportunity to be fathers and participate in the healing. Like, what kind of parent thinks that far ahead into how horrible your children are going to be? What the 
fuck are you teaching them? And, well, not consent because she it, voted against teaching them obviously. consent. So maybe that's the problem. Uh, maybe you wouldn't have to wonder if your son's if gonna my, be racist. I have a son consent. and I got a pretty damn good idea of the person he can be. And rapist is nowhere near that. No. And if it if he was, why? Why would I want his victims and potential children to like exist like in 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 the same like sphere of like you know like existing in mm -hmm. the world? No, I would. I am a Christian abolitionist, and I would totally just be like, ah, throw my kid in jail because he's a rapist. Same. I taught him not to be a rapist. But even the audacity that she has to the even... The caucasity? <laughs> <laughs> the caucasity that she has. You know, I think Charlemagne, uh, Charlemagne got caused mayonnaise. <laughs> <laughs> But the fact of the matter, even the audacity that she has to even say that comment. I mean, would a black person it even have... It was amazing. Amazing. I was sitting in the committee room and I was actually live streaming it on my Facebook page and people were watching it and they were dying. Yeah. Everybody was just like falling out because we were like, what? How could you say something so... What? So asinine. Speaking of Amanda uh, Chase, you know, there's Amanda Poe running against her. I think she'd be in a greater asset uh, than Chase. So, guys, if you're in that Chesterfield area, tell your moms, your dads, your sisters, your brothers, even your goldfish. If they're registered to vote, tell them to go out and vote and vote poll. So, all right, we went local on the federal level. What you guys think about all this Trump impeachment all this stuff. I mean, what's going on on the federal level, guys? Tell me your thoughts. What do you think's going on? I mean, you know, Trump's doing all this stuff with Ukraine, talking about Turkey. I mean, we really got, we really have the Antichrist in the White House. Yeah, it seems like it's just a normal week for like that, like child slash devil uh, in the in the White House doing um, all sorts of fuckery. Yeah. Uh, not using proper grammar and having his little meltdowns and tantrums on social media, which is great, I guess. Now we see how shitty U.S. presidents can be. Um, but personally, I just don't see him getting impeached. It's a really long and like hard process to even get through, and there's no real interest in holding him accountable, I think. I personally think that he, we're going to have, like, four more years of his bullshit. Mm -hmm. Well, I hope not. What do you think, Lana? Same. I agree, and I'm really frustrated at, like, the energy and time that the public, the constituents are putting into pushing for impeachment, something we don't have any power over. Um, is taking our energy and attention away from issues that are in front of us right now that are detrimental to people in our communities. And so I think that we need to be prepared for another four years. And here's why. There was a comment made by um, somebody who used to be a Republican that if the vote was secret, they could impeach him. They would have 30-some Republicans on board. But they won't do it publicly. And that just goes to show... What a bunch of bitches. Uh, yeah. But it goes to show like that they're still like publicly committed to upholding Donald Trump's image. Yeah. And so if they're publicly committed to upholding him 
and their constituents are publicly committed to this, I have no reason to think that that's going to change in the next year if it hasn't already. And, I mean, like, yes, the stuff with Ukraine is a big deal. I'm not downplaying that. But if we didn't have any serious efforts to impeach him over the incredible human rights abuses that he's committed at the southern border and beyond, then I don't see why there would be a will to actually, like, do anything now when it's something that's really hard for the average person in the United States to even comprehend. Yeah. Well, personally, I hope whatever happens, I think Nancy Pelosi kind of clapped back on him yesterday. They was talking about that at the meeting that he had. And he actually wrote a letter with bad grammar and exclamation marks. I mean, it was just completely horrible. My nephew can write a better letter than he could. And it's just so unfortunate that this letter was actually sent out and representing uh, the American people. But honestly, I want the motherfucker gone. So, but you know what? Um, We're going to see. So I just think uh, in the next, you know, in the next few months over for the 2020 election, I, I, the reason why this podcast is used to inspire the Generation Z and, 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 and the millennials and the generations after that to get involved with the politics, to ask questions, mm-hmm. to ask their political leaders questions, to ask their church leaders questions, and to see if they're complicit. Because there's a lot of complicity going on in so many different areas. And if we want to progress as people, as human beings, as ethical, moral beings, then questions have to be had and conversations have to be had too. What do you guys think? I absolutely agree with that. Mm-hmm. All right, well, well, guys, thank you guys so much for joining my wonderful episode of Balloon Z-Ticks. I gotta have you guys back. You guys are like some ethical savages. Hey. <laughs> All right. Peace out. We out. Thank you. Bye.